The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. We've got this. We're going to be okay. Um, and we're going to do better. AISD leaders reacting after the state announced it will step in to help the district's failing special education department. Former President Donald Trump's supporters coming on strong after his indictment this week, how it's impacting his run for president. Clouds rolled in, even a couple of sprinkles out there. We'll show you who's at risk for a strong or severe storm on Sunday in first warning weather. Austin ISD leaders tonight trying to reassure the public after the Texas Education Agency announced it is bringing in a conservator for the district's special education department. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. The interim superintendent says part of the reason those students are underserved is staffing. There are more than 50 unfilled positions for people qualified to evaluate them. Jayla Washington has more on a conservatorship and how it would look. Hey, well, it's not every weekend you see Austin ISD holding a press conference on a Saturday, but that bombshell news dropping late last night. The district is saying they really want to make sure they keep the line of communication open with families. Obviously, lots of people concerned about this news. Now, this isn't going to be anything you see going into effect right away, and that's if the conservatorship actually gets implemented. Now, I say that because Austin ISD says it has until April 17th to appeal the decision, which the interim superintendent and school board presidents say they are considering. If conservators do get assigned to help out, the state would select those people. AISD says it expects between two to three assigned conservators who have special education services experience. They'll be working in the special education department with current AISD staff to evaluate what led to AISD not meeting its special education evaluation numbers and then make recommendations. Those recommendations must be implemented by the school board. The interim superintendent estimates conservators could be working with the district by late summer. Okay, so important to note, this is not a takeover of the district by the TEA like what we saw in Houston and only involves the district's special education services. We're actually you know, hopeful that the collaborative process will be able to move some of the work that maybe hasn't moved in the direction that we've wanted for a couple of years. When you go back to school Monday, um, things will be the same. Your teacher will be there, your class will be there, your, your classroom hamster and guinea pig, they'll still be there. We've been working around the clock pretty much to really understand how this will impact um, the district. Now again, AISD does have until April 17th to appeal this decision, which they will be seriously discussing at a public meeting on Monday, open to the public, obviously, and they are welcoming all comments and feedback. I'm reporting from the Austin ISD headquarters, Shayla Washington, KXAN News. AISD says the conservatorship could last up to 18 months based on what's happened at other districts across the state. Going in depth now, the state is stepping in because of a backlog of evaluations of students with disabilities. And according to AISD, of the 72 positions for people qualified to conduct those evaluations, only 21 are filled. The district says it has completed more than 8,000 evaluations since March of 2021, but still between evaluations it has not cut up on, caught up on. Plus, new requests since January, the district is behind more than 3,000 evaluations. And in a letter the district sent to parents today, the school board stated it has been aggressively taking on the work of addressing special education needs in a new way since January, including creating a centralized database to track evaluations, working with a nationally recognized special education expert to provide training and improve systems, and launching a recruitment effort to hire 
people qualified to perform evaluations. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Clouds came in late in the afternoon, but still made for fantastic weather at Kite Fest. Saw many of you there. Hopefully you enjoyed your day, whatever you were doing. But now it's mostly cloudy in southeast Austin from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera. Even had a few spotty sprinkles move through the area. They are now largely out of the area, and we expect the rest of your night should be dry. So uh, no worries about any more wet weather for your evening and nighttime plans. Temperatures cooled off when the clouds moved in. We're now in the low 80s and up. 70s, so it's actually reasonably pleasant outside and we'll slowly drop through the 70s. That should be a, a uh, 77 there here at nine, not a 37. Don't worry about that type of cold 70s dropping down to about 70 here at 11 with a mostly to partly cloudy sky here tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, we actually have an isolated severe weather risk for tomorrow. We'll show you who's most at risk for a storm that may be on the stronger severe side ahead of some record heat to begin a new week and potentially the wettest weather in months. Thanks, Nick. Former President Donald Trump is expected to be arraigned on Tuesday as the first former president to be indicted for a crime. He could be facing as many as 30 counts of document fraud relating char related charges. Joining us now is Brittany Muller near Mar-a-Lago with the latest. And Brittany, what kind of a reaction are you seeing out there today? My good evening here at Mar-a-Lago. We've seen a small group of supporters gather here behind me at that bridge. It's a smaller crowd than yesterday. However, they're still very passionate in their message. People have been honking, waving, carrying signs and flags. We've also seen several boats out here. Swimmers are out here as well. But again, that crowd is smaller than previous days since Trump was indicted on Thursday, and he is expected to go to Manhattan on Monday. Brittany, what My kind of uh, impact has this had on his run for president in 2024? You know, we've seen several people talk about that and they're saying the supporters are saying out here that it really won't have any impact. They are standing behind him at this time. Those in opposition, we haven't seen many out here. So we are just monitoring both sides of this at this time. All right, Brittany reporting from Florida. Thank you for your efforts today. And also Trump's camp has said that it has raised about $4 million since the indictment came last week. Still to come, deadly tornadoes swept across several states yesterday. We take a look at the damage the storms left behind. And a popular springtime Austin festival returns with a new name and a new vibe. We'll take you there coming up next. A popular Austin festival returns this year with a slightly different name and more to offer. The annual Urban Music Fest is now called the Urban Cultural Fest. It's happening today at Auditorium Shores at Town Lake. Now this year, on top of the live music lineup the fans have come to expect, the event is also spotlighting the Afrocentric culture with ethnic dance, food, clothing, and visual arts. It's a welcome return for the festival that's back for the first time since the pandemic. I like getting outside, meeting people, uh, nice day, and we were blessed with that, and um, I just like the atmosphere. 
the Urban Cultural Fest lasts until 10 tonight. All right, let's take a look outside at the traffic. We're looking at conditions on I-35 and East Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. That's the southbound lane that's got all that traffic there. This is a busy time for Austin with festivals, concerts, and of course the Texas Relays weekend happening right now. And Nick, you attended another festival today, the Kite Fest. Yes, Kite Fest. Fantastic to be there. There was some traffic getting there too. It was a warm day, 84 degrees before the clouds moved in. That's six degrees above normal. Now today, first day of April starts warm. The rest of the month, the Climate Prediction Center expects will be wetter than normal and also warmer than normal. We've got a full blog on the April forecast, including what is normal at KXAN.com. But we'll show you not just heat ahead over the next week, but also the wettest weather in a while in first warning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Nearly 20 people were killed after tornadoes and severe storms ripped through several states yesterday. Seven of those deaths happened in southwestern Tennessee with damage including downed trees, power lines, and houses with heavy damage. Arkansas also saw significant damage in several counties after a tornado touched down, killing eight across the state there. A severe weather event in Indiana also brought widespread wind damage and multiple tornadoes, leaving three dead. And a tornado touched down in Illinois where one man was killed and 28 others were injured after the roof of a concert venue collapsed. So much uh, of this happening across the country, and I know you've been tracking these uh, twisters as they've been coming. Yeah, and the National Weather Service is going to be doing various surveys to figure out how many tornadoes there were, what type of damage they did, and what sort of speeds there were, and the rating for them. But right. significant reports of tornadoes, at least yesterday. Look at this map uh, showing all the tornado reports within the last 24 hours, uh, and you're looking at basically 18 to 20 reports that sometimes can get narrowed down because multiple reports for the same tornado would only count as one, but certainly a significant tornado outbreak yesterday. For us, our weather maintains uh, relatively quiet conditions here in central Texas. There's some isolated storms to the southeast of us, south of Houston, associated with this cold front. That cold front uh, came through for us early yesterday evening, sparked off a couple isolated showers, but generally has brought lower humidity to the air Area today. This cold front, though, is going to move north through the day tomorrow as a warm front, bringing the return of humidity and also potentially the chance for an isolated strong or severe thunderstorm. Let me take you through the night here tonight. A partly cloudy night to mostly cloudy skies, and I expect clouds get even thicker into tomorrow morning. A cloudy start to the day, some areas of patchy fog, even a low chance for a spotty sprinkle here tomorrow morning. You see that with the uh, light green showing up. By the middle of the day, I expect the sun starts to come out. Temperatures warm well into the 80s, say mid to upper 80s. But along that warm front, we could start seeing some isolated storms popping up late in the afternoon, generally north, northwest of Austin at first. You see these starting to get going in Lano, Burnett, Lampasas counties, maybe even San Saba here, 3, 4 o'clock. And then as we head into the evening, some of these storms may actually get a little stronger. Starting to see some of those yellows and oranges showing up and even some reds there. And that could include you in Williamson County into Milam County as well, where this particular computer model popping up a strong or severe storm, a supercell into early tomorrow evening before that activity fades by late 
late tomorrow evening. So while most of us stay dry here tomorrow, those that see storms could see a strong or severe storm before the clouds thicken up as we head into your Monday. Storm Prediction Center, as a result of that potential for storms, has put Lampasas and portions of San Saba County at a one out of five severe weather risk. Based on what we're seeing, wouldn't be surprised if that drops a little farther south with future updates into maybe Burnett, uh, portions of Williamson and more of Milam County at risk for a very isolated, strong or severe storm, but a higher severe weather risk closer to the Dallas area here tomorrow. Low risk for a tornado, low risk for isolated hail or damaging winds in any of those storms tomorrow, but the coverage is going to be super isolated. So down to 60 tonight with a partly to mostly cloudy sky, just a 20% chance of storms tomorrow, but we still want you weather aware north of Austin. High of 86, so tomorrow looks warmer than today. Active week ahead, we got a cold front coming through on Wednesday, bringing us some rain and then an overrunning pattern makes for very widespread wet weather here Thursday, Friday, even into next weekend as well. So multiple opportunities for some of the wettest weather we've had in a while and the rainfall estimates look impressive. Two to four inches for the metro into our eastern counties, a little less than that into the hill country where we actually need the rain most. Hopefully these rainfall amounts trend higher, especially for the hill country. But what that wet weather is going to do plus the cold front keep those temperatures down we go from record highs or record tying highs Monday Tuesday in the low 90s to the 70s on Wednesday as things get wetter to just 60s here Thursday and Friday and we barely climb back to 70 by Saturday this is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J Henry as the Texas football team continues to keep trucking through spring practice, last year's QB1, Quinn Ewers, is certainly trying to get the most out of these last two weeks as he's flown under the radar a little bit, at least compared to last year when he first stepped on campus. A lot of the focus has been on number 16, Arch Manning, but Quinn Ewers is the one who started. He's the one with the experience, and even though Steve Sarkeesian says it's a competition, for the starting job, you would think Ewers would be at the head of the pack, even if it's by a thin margin. Sarkeesian noted that Ewers came into the spring ready to compete and that he's making the steps necessary to be that dynamic quarterback who will do all the things necessary to win. I think Quinn had a really good winter conditioning kind of offseason. Um, I think he got himself in really good shape. Um, he definitely feels more comfortable. Um, it, it, you can almost uh, a sense of, you know, he's throwing the ball very naturally, very comfortably. Uh, but also, I think his his intent, right? I mean, he he was very intentional this off season of getting himself in a, in a in a really good space physically and mentally. Um, and I think it's showing um, throughout the first eight practices. Two weeks till the spring game at Royal Texas Memorial Stadium. The UT baseball team is in action against Oklahoma State for game two of their series. Uh, Texas is going for win number 17 in a row. Game got underway just a few minutes ago right now. It's scoreless in the bottom of the first. All right, softball top 10 showdown between Texas and Oklahoma in Norman today. Rematch of the World Series final from last year. Top of the second. Scoreless, Ashton Maloney beats out the throw at first. That scores the first run of the game, Texas on top. Top of the six, two to one, Texas leads. Viviana Martinez adds to it with this solo shot. Three to one, Texas. All good going into the final inning. But in the bottom of the seventh, same score, Jada Coleman gives the Sooners some new life with that two-run shot. That ties it up at three. And then a little later, Kenzie Hansen with the bases loaded, hits it in the left center. That scores the winning run, and Oklahoma takes game two of the series, four to three. 
Texas will try to avoid the sweep tomorrow at 11 a.m. Final day of the 95th edition of the Texas Relays. We've got the action and reaction for you ahead when sports continues after this. Keep it here. It's one of the biggest events year after year here in Austin. And for the 95th time, top athletes at the collegiate and high school level did their thing in front of quite a few eyes in Mike A. Meyer Stadium for the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. Today is the final day of the event. We're going to bring you some high school action this evening. First, boys 4x200 Division One race. Gerald in the farthest lane. They finished third with a time of 128.53. And the girls 4x800 Round Rock would finish second with a time of 9.08.35. And right after that, it's Lake Travis and the boys 4x800. Cavaliers win it. And as you could expect, the Cavaliers overjoyed after accomplishing victory. We didn't come out here expect to run the time we did or even get first. We just expected to uh, somewhat get close to podium. But the fact that we got where we did is just, it was it was a mind-blowing experience for all of us. When Ben took it for the win at the end and, like, uh, hawked on that guy after he passed him in the first lap, it was so cool and it was just, like, really, really just, like, rewarding moment um, seeing that we won. All right, Major League Baseball Astros facing the White Sox. We pick it up in the top of the fourth. Astros up 2-1. to one. Sebi Zavala with the two-run homer to put the White Sox on top, but not to worry Astros fans. Jeremy Pena to the rescue, the bottom of the fourth. This double would bring home the tying run. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Kyle Tucker, former Round Rock Expresser, hits a single to right that scores Jordan Alvarez to give the Astros the lead. They would win it six to four over the White Sox. All right, thank you, Jonathan. And we've got some storm chances coming tomorrow, huh? Yeah, it's a low chance, but it's a chance nonetheless. Here's our possibilities for wet weather tomorrow. Just a couple sprinkles in the morning, 10% storm chance by late afternoon. The highest rain chances tomorrow actually come early in the evening. We'll be watching that here later tonight. All right, thanks everybody for watching. Hope to see you back here at 10. Have a great night.